0: minute. Yeah, to guess the guest this week is a guy who's doing
1: a Die Hard podcast. But... seriously. <laughs>
2: so they got a guy it's crazy. on the Die Hard podcast that has a Die Hard podcast, and still I did not get a shot on that. Oh my god! Listen the, out, on
0: Prime. Yeah. They they are. there was. They absolutely it, are. Yeah.
2: It was it was it was really weird. Well, I I, th- I did threaten Jim to put me on for at least uh, with a vent Die Hard of Vengeance. I
0: mean you even know you know what Nakatomi does Nakatomi you know what they do
2: I mean I I said I know at least from the book the Klaxon Corporation it's in it's in Mm -hmm. Houston not LA the book that's what I was was so cheesed off about is when the the guys from uh, on on, um, uh, what was it called (laughs) they're talking yeah and they they just kind of gloss over the book I'm like no like I think the book should be discussed because it's like depressing it's like it goes in its own direction. It's one of the few times where I can say that movie is like hands down better than the book. And mm-hmm. in the book, the Klaxon Company, they they oppose they as, as like, oh, they do trades and stocks and stuff. But you find out that there's they're an oil company and you think, oh, they just, you know, move documents and papers around. They're secretly funding uh, uh, guerrillas and contras like in South America to destabilize countries so they can get more like gripped on the oil reserves and stuff in like South America and oh. Africa. So it's like, you realize like they're bad too. So when the actual the real terrorists, not robbers, when the real terrorist, I think it's like Anthony Gruber. I think that's his, his name in the, in the, uh, or Tony yeah. Gruber in the book. Um, when he's like, so he's bad. Also he has women terrorists too. And I, I think the woman terrorist is the first one, John kills or Joe, he kills. And he feels really bad about that because yeah. like she's as young as his daughter who that's who's. Who, who he's, uh, it's not his wife at this place. It's his daughter, and so like he's like feels really bad. He feels bad about like killing all these because he is a cop. So he's like, As const- he yeah. So like the first person he kills, I think he kind of kills her in the same way. He like shoots her, and then like, they, 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 they they like fight in the stairwell, and he kills her. And he's just like, man, she's like twenty something, like not much older than my daughter. So and then the and the ending's depressing Ooh. because he does pull her out of the building, so she dies. So Ooh, so yeah. his daughter dies. Uh, he tries. He tries to light the building on fire, t- to root to this to uh, to kill the evidence that his daughter worked for like a bad company because apparently like oh. she she knew it like they all they
0: all. Oh, knew it. she was in on it. No, yeah, yeah.
2: and they thought they could just co- they just gonna cover it up and not talk about it. And that's the whole point. Is these terrorists were also doing a good thing by bringing light to this, but also they were terrorists too. Like it was just it was it was like as if. ISIS. God. It's like if ISIS exposed <laughs> Enron. Like that's what it was like. If ISIS oh, exposed wow. Enron, th- where it's like no one's getting. That's out a of much his-
0: better movie.
2: Oh my god, but I wouldn't want to see that movie. But it, yeah, yeah, but it's just like so depressing. And the oh. worst part, the worst part <laughs> of yeah. all of it is that he's lost his daughter. He's coming out, and he's exhausted. He meets Al Powell, and mm-hmm. you still, you still have uh, the Carl part where he like he's posing as like uh, as a victim. He comes out with a gun. Carl throws te- uh, Dwayne Robinson in front of John, and Dwayne takes the shots, and then uh, Al sh- the then Al shoots the terrorist. So he throws du- Deputy Chief Dwayne Robinson <laughs> in front of John to take the bullets, and maliciously does, and then shoots Carl. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, John looks at him like, "Oh my god!" And then, and then like Carl gives him this look, like, "And we're never gonna talk about that." And I'm like, this why is this, this is so depressing. Wow. Yeah, it's a real That's intense. Yeah, the books call it Nothing is... Lasts Forever, but I think they retitled it to Die Hard to resell it after mm-hmm. the fact. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. oof. Oh, it's a rough well, one. because
0: that cause like there's a well, there's a few things they don't explain in the movie, but in addition to, you know, just what is it, what kind of business is Nakatomi in, they don't to explain why does this business have essentially cash. I mean, I guess it was like bearer bonds or
3: something
1: like it Jamie Anderson
0: from Radio Clash Revival and Kyle Crane from Ghostbusters Minute and Jurassic Park Minute come
4: on in so my wife and I had a discussion about this the other night Um, presents from Santa wrapped or unwrapped How did they come to you?
5: I always got them in a stocking. I say wrapped. Wrapped.
4: Yeah, wrapped
3: wrapped for
4: me. Yep. Wrapped. Okay, I guess I'm the outlier here. Um, We would always have them just unwrapped and on display, which was kind of cool because it was almost (laughs) as if uh, you were walking into a Toys R Us and could get whatever you want off the shelf. But uh, I am am also a little bit jealous of the people that still got to open things up, you know, and, and have that whole presentation method going, but...
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think,
4: uh, you know, maybe Santa was just a little lazy by the time he got to my house, you know, and uh, was like, you know what, Just but by, by the time he gets to the deep south, he's just like, it's too hot, he's just throwing stuff on couches, and, yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah, we have to, we have to, like, carefully orchestrate our Christmas morning between the two kids to make sure, like, you know, they're even. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, so it's like, like, you yeah. open this, you open yeah. that, you open this, Yeah.
4: So, I have a funny story about that. Uh, one year, we decided to have uh, all the cousins over, and there's about like I think four extra cousins and my four bro- my three brothers, so there's like eight of us all together and we're sleeping upstairs. Well, Santa comes, and two of the youngest members of the family made it down to the living room before everybody else got up and decided, you know what? nobody's awake yet. We can just decide <laughs> what we want. So they started taking the best stuff. You know, they didn't go too crazy. They just put two or three things extra. And, you know, we get down the next morning and everybody's, oh, hey, look at oh, what, you know, what we got. And all of a sudden, mom and dad are like, wait a minute, something's not right here. You
3: know? So
4: there was some cover that was almost blown. But at the same time, it's, I look back on It's one of the funniest memories of, of, of growing up and, and Christmases in general. So was there an awkward moment where the, your parents are like go to the cousins and they're like, uh, you guys got to give these back? <laughs> it, it was actually very direct, which was kind of funny. It was—you think that the whole situation would be blown in that moment, but for some reason, I guess mom and dad must have come down early and seen everything and taken a mental note of it, you know. <laughs> but uh, they were just like, "Wait a minute, this isn't this isn't right, you guys. This goes over here, and that goes over there." So um, it was less awkward than you think it would be, but uh, there was also. Uh, maybe the two who were doing it were the only ones who were still true believers. So it was everybody else was kind of just had a good laugh at it. You know, so, <laughs> you know somehow moms it, and dads just comp- know that thing. They know who got what. So
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my mom used to claim that uh, Santa had told her what he was getting me,
3: mm. oh, mm-hmm. which provided oh. a
5: lot of cover <laughs> for her.
3: Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> like a present went missing one year. Um, oh. It got like knocked under a couch or something, and oh. I remember my mom was like, uh, "Santa said there was another present," and I was like, "Did he?" And she's like, "Yeah, <laughs> there should be another present. And he gave me a list."
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is
0: she's... cousin Eddie uh, Santa? Was the list out <laughs> the time?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my uh, my nieces and nephew are getting a little bit older, and what. What the family started to do is, there's Santa Claus wrapping paper. So like all the other presents and all the other different wrapping papers are from mom and dad or from Aunt Kat and Uncle Sean or from mm. other family. Mm. But then there's some gifts that are in the Santa wrapping oh, paper, yeah. and those are the gifts that are from Santa. That's really
3: Yeah,
0: it's a nice. Cause I think you should get some credit. Like if you go shopping and you pick out a gift and you think about it and you're like, oh, I think this is what this person would like and then you wrap it not that kids are shy about telling you what they want but and you wrap it like i think it's only fair that mom and dad get some of the credit but at the same time it 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 retains some of the fantasy mm-hmm. of, of santa sure. so yeah like the, the credit gets spread around but i yeah i've been told like i have to be very careful when i'm wrapping if i'm giving a gift like if i'm just giving a gift to my wife and I put it in, you know, if I, ha- if I put it in the Santa wrapping paper, I can't put a card with my name on it. Like, then it has to be from wow. Santa. If I want to get credit, I can't use that wrapping paper. Like, there's, <laughs> okay. there's a lot of rules involved.
1: I like it. <laughs> yeah, we have the Santa wrapping paper, too. What? Yeah, it stays under careful uh, cover. That
0: predates Christianity of just kind of celebrating the winter solstice kind mm. of thing. Um, it's, it's more a celebration of that. And then in that respect, well then it, it it doesn't matter what you're celebrating. Then the important thing is the family and the togetherness. And that it's it's more that you are celebrating, not what you're or why you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that part I enjoy. The the more traditional uh, aspects of the holiday and the more traditional Christmas movies that get into the the religious side of things, uh, I, I don't get into as much. Mm-hmm. I don't have interest
6: in that part of it. Right, right, yeah, it's yeah. The I was just kind of thinking about was it Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? Is that or no? It's A Wonderful Life. I'm sorry. It's It's A Wonderful Life. It's A one, Wonderful Life. Yeah, is is more yeah. that heavy morality tale. Of oh my god I just found out the the ne-. well I mean Scrooge the um well Scrooged is a little bit of that though that's a, a flipped take on that that's a little you know Bill Murray kind of dirties that up <laughs> but it, so speak, it, yeah it is but... a telling
0: of you know that the the tradition it's a, a yeah it's a different telling of uh, a Christmas Carol of the the the, the, the Dickens tale and uh, yeah but yeah so the the things like yeah it's a wonderful life. I'm not a fan.
6: Mhm. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's just too much cuz you know what? It's depressing. I don't want to be sad on on the holidays. It's just it, it's just a you know, he's going to commit suicide. I don't really need that in my space on the holiday <laughs> season. <laughs> you know, things are hard enough. And I think in general I don't gravitate towards you know, those kinds of movies because I I think I tend to lean towards more science fiction and fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, for that reason um that I don't want to Uh, be mired in the, you know, the emotional existentialism of the day-to-day experiences of humanity, you know, I want to be a little bit more outside of that, or be able to, um, in in a more fool-jester-like sense, be able to have a, a funny take on it. And that's a little bit more, I think, palatable to, for me. I think that's why we end up really enjoying, you know, Bad Santa. Although Bad Santa de- really does have like a, a good heart of gold at the center of it. You know, there is a, a delightful, dirty turn at the end. <laughs>
0: yes. Though there's, there's some darkness mm-hmm. in that movie as well.
6: Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. But
0: yeah, certainly a lot of, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, it's 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 more escapist. Now it isn't. Uh, you know, it isn't science fiction. It isn't like on another planet or or anything of that sort. But it's a different kind of a, a escapism.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but yeah, the, the things that yeah, the, the kind of movies that get really heavy mm. um, don't don't strike me as much because that seems to be a, a common theme, um, and that's and that's part of the maybe the the lesson of Christmas that to i guess to emphasize that message that you have characters and you put them in a dark place and then you to have the redemption you have to start dark so that you can get light you mm. have to have that arc you have to start in a bad place so that you can show well if you have you know love for mankind and faith that you can move to the light and things can get better and you can have that arc but but then you, you started in a dark place. Right, um, right. Yeah. So I'm like, OK, so even though the, the ending's happy, I'm still kind of bummed from the beginning. Like, you really brought me down. And, and like you said, for It's a Wonderful Life, or, you know, George is going to kill himself. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah, that's dark. That's, you know, let's all gather around, get the, get the family and the children, <laughs> huddle around. And we'll watch this guy throw himself off a bridge. Like, oh whereas and then you' know, talking about Christmas vacation um, and I maybe there's a price to pay there isn't I don't think there's as much of an arc in terms of is is Clark saved at the end mm. yeah I don't know how much he moves how much he grows um, what's the lesson <laughs> you know he does maybe he doesn't learn or he doesn't grow as much as um, You know as ebenezer does in a christmas carol or some of the other characters do in their tales
6: but that's also i think the the strength of it too is that you don't have to have he doesn't have a full redemption from the holiday you know he himself as a character isn't redeemed by the holiday whereas um you know it's a wonderful life that's part of it um and then Ebenezer is is redeemed by the holiday. You know, he in finding hmm. the true meaning of the holiday, he becomes a changed man. And Clark doesn't he's he's already filled up with the Christmas spirit. He's so filled up with the Christmas spirit that he's like a sociopathic, insane guy. <laughs> you know, he just and, and despite you know all of the warnings along the way, he just keeps on I mean, to the point that he's kidnapped his boss. Uh, I mean, just he just goes left. Even you know, his wife even warns him, like, "Do you really, really want family around for all this? Because you kind of go ape." And he's like, "No, no, yeah. hey, we're all welcome." And I think that that's just you know, she was trying to inject some wisdom into that moment of, <laughs> you know, just because it's the holidays, maybe, you know being with this family is not the thing to do it's not always the thing to do to get together with family (laughs) in the holiday season you know depending on your situation sometimes it's just healthier not to do so or or to know who to hang out with with which holiday you know
0: yeah that's a good point yeah well i also think there's uh another another way that this movie is different
1: question i've been asking people do you guys have any real like hot favorite christmas songs christmas music that you like
7: mm-hmm. yes i do <laughs> <laughs> okay all right this what is, is it? let's hear it like core tradition for my family growing up it is the muppets mm-hmm. christmas album that they did with john denver
1: N- yes. Nice. Okay. Good. I'm in. I'm in.
7: Yep. And. Yes. Ann Murray's Christmas album. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he <he's> starts. <just, laughs> I think it, <laughs> you started strong, and then maybe you lost some people on the second one. But <laughs>
3: <you're>,
7: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's an odd combination, and I can't remember why those two. I do remember we used to listen to them. Well, we used to listen to them all year round, no matter the time of year. Um, we used to drive from Connecticut to Maine when my dad was stationed up in Kinnery, Maine, and we were still living in Connecticut. And we would listen to those two albums the entire way up and the entire way back. Mm-hmm. So that is my that is my Christmas music. And if I can't have the Muppets and Anne Murray, then it just isn't Christmas. <laughs> and john denver absolutely
1: <laughs> right yeah okay that's funny because and john denver yeah well that, that john denver that that john denver the muppets record that was like yes. our go-to putting up the christmas tree uh music when i was young yep like that was
7: okay i, I know that anne Murray sounds a, you know, like an a odd, odd choice <laughs> but it's a really good I'm album yeah <laughs> No, I've actually never heard any of her other (laughs) music. just no
1: John Denver or the Muppets. I'm not an
7: Anne Murray fan in general. It's just that one album. Just her Christmas work.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Just just her Christmas work. Well, I I can't say that (laughs) I have an Anne Murray recommendation, but I can say that uh, Twisted Sister made an absolutely amazing Christmas album.
7: You can tell that I grew up in a house of girls, and he what
0: I know of Christmas in the UK is from Charles oh, Dickens. Okay, okay, that's a, a Christmas Carol. That's that's pretty much what I know of an old world Christmas. Mm. So, uh, you know, how does this movie compare and contrast with uh, Christmas traditions in your own families?
9: Uh, well, I would say. Um because of like the, the the prevalence of international media and whatnot this is uh american christmas aren't all that that's almost kind of become the norm mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. if the uh, there's a lot of things here uh wouldn't be exact like uh we don't in the uk we don't get um egg oh, i was gonna bring that up like, yeah
10: no eggnog <laughs> what the hell is yeah,
9: it <laughs> I think I was gonna. I was actually gonna make some. It's like I'll try to get in the the, in the mood for this podcast. I'll go and make some eggnog, and then uh, I looked at the ingredients, and it's supposed to be one of these things like make it fresh, thirty minutes, no problem. And the amount of whisking involved, (laughs) and the amount of sugar. You have to pretty much put a full bag of sugar in it. And it's like I can't yeah. make that. I'm not making that. Are you crazy? <laughs> so I just got very lazy, and I'm just having like a rum and coke. Basically, I'll do. That'll
10: <laughs> do. <laughs> I kind of wish yeah. we had that. I don't one, know. It's like, it's to be it. honest, it sounds good. It sounds pretty tasty.
9: Yeah, yeah. It's one of these things. It's just like uh, so many American things that we that, 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 that seem to be such a, a prevalent thing. You know, in U.S. films that we just don't get over here. Like. um mm-hmm. And think there's always a debate on, like, the Mogwai Minute guys, of, like, the various candies and stuff mm. you get over in America. They're so, like, three... Like, even, like, this last se- season of Stranger Things, like, oh, the Three Musketeers bars. It's like, you don't, you, yeah. can't, you can get them now at an extremely marked-up price in the UK, but that's only because of, like, 30 mm. years of seeing them in, in films and TV and stuff. And I think you can get eggnog now in, like, some of the major supermarket chains... But it'll be overpriced, and it'll probably be pretty bad. Is the, is the is the lesson, unfortunately. But uh, interesting. Yeah, but uh, you know, I think it's one of these things of like, uh, you know, many recipe sites where they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I think thirty minutes, no problem, if you have an electric whisk. <laughs> it's like well, I don't. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. it's going to be what, like four Ooh, hours yeah. of me just going, ah! That's a bit
10: of manpower <laughs> <hand> there. <laughs> um, I mean, the, yeah. I'm trying to think of any other differences. I suppose. When I watch movies and TV shows, American ones, they always leave out milk and cookies for Santa, which we do the same thing, but it, mm-hmm. it's not milk and cookies. It's... Uh, well, we have... A, I don't know if you know, we have a thing called a mince pie. Do you know what that is? Yeah? Yes. It's, okay, it's not sure. mince, though. It's not meat. <laughs> it's very confusing. It's, it's basically... <laughs> what would you describe it as, now? It's kind of like a fruit chutney in a pie?
9: I think I, <laughs> I actively... I love him. It. You're free. It's one of these things <laughs> of like, no, it's it's one of these things. It's just, I've got so many of these like little minor uh, social crosses to bear. Like I felt weird in the you know the, la- the last time we were the previous time we were speaking the previous recording, um, really like laying into Clark Riswell because like oh, he killed a dog, and it's like that's horrible. But the thing is, <laughs> no, I don't like dogs. No, I've got, it's one of my social things of like we oh. say that to people. They do that. They go like, oh. And around Christmas, if I say like that's one of the things I don't like I don't like dogs I don't <laughs> like jeans won't wear jeans can't, can't wear them mm-hmm. ketchup and then uh, mince pies oh. around Christmas if you say to people you hate mince pies I've got my seven year old niece and I mentioned this to her and she nearly tore my head off and she's like it's kinda like <laughs> you got nothing on me kid you're seven years old you don't know the ways of the world like I do but she was just like, I know better than you do about the Christmas pie situation. She's You're completely it right.
10: <laughs> it's it, that, that's like a traditional well, Christmas so told, food, but... and yeah, it's like fruit in a pie. It, it's like, sort of like a chutney. I don't know what you call it, but you you leave that for Santa. Mm. But the drink again, it's not milk. It tends to be alcohol of some prescription. <laughs> so it's like. Uh, you leave booze out for Santa. <laughs> I think it's basically so your dad can drink it right. and go, "Oh look, Santa's been. The booze is gone." <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. 100%, yeah and, and, exactly and he 100%. can have a nice little cake with it. Yeah. Yeah, basically, <laughs> so, oh, Santa must have hmm. been look. <laughs> what
9: that's a thing. We're talking about like weird, uh, like fruit-based kind of Christmas treats. Do you guys in America, do you have... Um, this is the thing, too. My dad has this every year. He's the only person who eats it, but they have to have it for him, is uh, the plum pudding. And this that's is the a, best
10: thing. What the like,
9: <laughs> You and my dad would be like best friends. Like You should be doing that's a podcast sole, with him instead. <laughs>
10: that's the sole reason to have the, the Christmas dinner. The, the rest <laughs> I, of it can just go away. I'm not bothered about the rest oh, of no, it.
9: Oh, no, I'll take every, everything else. i absolutely love... and all My, my sister makes these... Uh, um, about uh, well, my sister, my sister-in-law, uh, makes these fantastic little like star-shaped, it's like uh, star-shaped bread, but you put on this kind of sautéed mushroom stuff on top of it. It's oh, guys, like I wish, I wish I could, I could send you some because it's amazing. That's <laughs> Christmas dinner. That's all I want. It's just like, just give me a plate of that. <laughs> but uh, the plum pudding, I
2: can't. Is when I was watching this and everything, I mean after like a probably around the 16 minute mark and the squirrel attacks, <laughs> yeah. I kinda was just like, I've never had a Christmas even remotely this bad. Like I can never think of like like I said, like we have a quiet Christmas, and then most of the time when we do the big house mm-hmm. get together, you know, it's like there's so many things happening that like I've never seen a fight break out or anything. No one's ever like
1: There's no squirrel attacks, no So, dogs so or... yeah,
2: so this whole like second half of the film was just like <laughs> beyond my comprehension of crazy. Yeah, I
0: mean it's it's so, exaggerated for the for the movie. We've had some some crazy good. stuff that uh I may or may not share in later episode, but
3: <laughs> well,
0: well, yeah, <laughs> one, one thing this I can tell you when power. we were at we were at our in-laws um at uh, my wife's folks and they had at one point they had a um a gas fireplace. So like a fireplace but not with the real wood and there's some electronics yeah. in there because there's like a remote, there's like a a lighter, there's, there's something that's gonna light the gas so you don't blow up your house. And I don't know, but something happened where like the the little box with just that that's just supposed to spark the the fire like that caught on fire, and that like that started smoking, and that was like a foul like plasticky electrical smoke. It wasn't like a nice woody smoke. It was like the bad kind of smoke. And then, like, we couldn't figure out how to get it out. We, uh, and then, like, we're grabbing, um, someone grabbed the, like, the, a lid, a pot lid from the kitchen and, like, ran into the living room to, like, cover the fire and try to put it out. It was just, and then, like, the house filled up with smoke. And then it was like, okay, it's, it's, you know, got to open all the windows and turn the fans on to kind of clear it out. And, like, the kids are running around yelling. It was just crazy. But, uh, not quite Griswold crazy that might that might have been one of the craziest Christmas well and I think that was the same Christmas I um I clogged the kitchen sink I was peeling potatoes and I'm like well there's a you know there's a disposal that that'll crush everything right and so I'm like just putting all the, the potato peels I'm peeling potatoes and I'm just putting it all down the sink and I guess there is a limit to how much even a a disposal can you know in a sink can dispose and so it was like you know Christmas morning underneath the sink with the wrench opening up the the pipes to kind of clear it out uh
3: yeah oh god
0: (laughs) yeah so now I know not to do that Statuses, yeah. I, I know he's not. Um, I don't think he's done much acting.
9: I
3: thought he's
0: not, he can't come
9: back to the U.S., can he? He's, he's uh, like if he, if he does, it's um, I think it'd be landed, like he's got, <laughs> I think he always like 10 grand or something to a hotel, Oof. and a lot, he's, he skipped out of bail a bunch of times. I think he's actually like a wanted criminal. So if he comes back to the U.S., he will get arrested and you know, potentially have to serve some <laughs> jail time.
0: Well, though, he's. So he's in. Don't we have a? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I guess because yeah, I heard he's living in Canada. But we're United States and Canada. We're pretty close. I would think there'd be some kind of extradition <laughs> treaty. Although I guess if if the if his crimes don't reach a certain level, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'd heard that like I guess they he, he and his wife used like a fake credit card to pay a hotel yeah. bill. They kind of skipped out on the bill, and
9: uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna get the image though of like Randy yeah. Quaid uh, <laughs> fleeing to England. And then starring in, like, the EastEnders Christmas special, where it's like, Randy Quaid's been sent to prison. And it's like, this is a really, wonder, yeah. this is some kind of meta commentary on his life or something?
0: Yeah, he did seem to go off the rails. I wonder if it was, you know, playing this character, if he was maybe, like, too method. <laughs> and he got too much into, into uh, you know, this Cousin Eddie character, and it started to yeah. take over <laughs> his life to a certain bit. and and now he's driving around in yeah, an RV. The real
9: Randy Quaid died in, like, 1989. <laughs> <laughs> like, he never made it back from this movie.
0: Yeah.
9: <laughs> was just so odd to see him. Maybe
0: it, is it like a... <laughs> but, uh, but the, I was going to say, is, it, is this like a monkey bone situation where, like, Cousin Eddie has escaped from the fantasy land and has taken over Ooh. Randy Quaid's body in the real world?
9: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, Yeah. Like a,
0: no one's seen Monkey Bone, that's I don't okay. know, it's yeah. a, the yeah. Brendan Fraser... <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah,
9: stop-motion thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but I get the kind of it's almost like Wes Craven's <laughs> new nightmare or something of like yeah, Cousin Eddie's now reached out of the the ether to become to, to try to affect the real world. <laughs> but it's just, it's just so odd though, considering mm-hmm. like it's yeah, him and Chevy Chase like two men who are well, I, thought, I think at this point in his career, Randy Quaid was like yeah, he's fine, he's a totally nice guy, but Chevy is just like he seems to be like a lightning. <laughs>
5: I really like um, kind of traditional carols. Like I just today at work was listening. Uh, I was, of course, working on Christmas Eve, uh, was listening to the King's College Cambridge Choir, who have like many mm, hours of Christmas yeah. music. And my favorite Christmas carol is In the Bleak Midwinter, which I just think is like very evocative of what I like about Christmas, which is that it's in the winter and I can go skiing. That is a good one. Yeah,
1: James Taylor is a nice version of that too, I believe.
5: Oh yeah, I'll have to check that out.
1: Yeah, i have to kick in with the James Taylor.
5: I also really <laughs> love... The James
1: Taylor Christmas.
5: Um, I love A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, and I have a uh-huh. Tim Curry uh, red audible version of it, which is really good. He does a great job.
3: Ooh.
1: Does he... Does he... Yeah, I, And I, I think I it's only $2, $2 on voice. Audible.
5: He, his hey. voices are amazing. His ghost voices are so good. Maybe yeah. Maybe they would
8: be. It? It's probably nice that the the manufacturing plants and whatnot have that year-end shutdown, send in the cleaning crews and they can pull all the little bits of the workman compensation cases out of the machinery <laughs> and scrubbed up for the next year. <laughs>
0: yeah, nice to know those get cleaned yeah.
3: up.
1: theater, put our Christmas record. And became, I would totally like, do an ELO. With,
11: uh, yeah, ELO. I would listen to do Christmas album.
1: Well, that's funny because the whole reason I was thinking about this tonight was I gave this, the manager at uh, Walgreens, probably a longer lecture than she needed <laughs> on the merits of the uh, original uh, Roy Wood wizard version of I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day versus every other re-recording of it that one of them happened to be on. you guys know this song? <laughs>
12: I don't think no. so. it's Roy Wood. Will yeah, you sing it for us? Fine. Oh
1: man! <laughs> oh, I would love to, but I can't right now. It's it's Roy Wood from uh, ELO, one of the founding members of ELO, <laughs> and he broke off and formed this band, Wizards. So it's like this glam rock. I'm gonna have to put the video up in the group.
11: Yeah, yeah. I want to make
1: sure everyone sees this video before they die. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. He he looks like he looks like a a spirit almost. Like he's. He's got like you can't tell where his hair ends and his beard begins, and there's there's two there's two drummers. Everyone's dressed up in like like marionette costumes and stuff.
12: Not starting to sound creepy. And it's creepy. from like
1: 1974 or something. Oh no, it's it's beautiful. You're gonna love it. <laughs> I guarantee you're gonna love it. So if, if if I could have everyone like witness one piece of yeah. media, it might be this. <laughs> it would be this video. Oh,
11: who? Okay, so. Who
0: yeah it's an interesting take that it it's it it highlights the the pressure uh, to just have everything just right and everything perfect and kind of everything um yeah a little bit a little bit meta because we get from so many movies we get that picture of what what a holiday with the family is supposed to be and then clark has internalized and um, fixated on that message mm-hmm. and so he's doing everything everything has to be perfect and everything has to be over the top to match that that ideal that in reality uh, you're never going to get or rarely going to get and that it leads to you know it leads to disaster just you're setting yourself up for failure with the the expectations and the standards are so high
6: Mm-hmm. yeah Cause he goes so over the top, but so many people do go so over the top. I mean, how many houses that, you know, you see have so much stuff attached to them that is just, you know, irradiated, you know, which is kind of cool on mm-hmm. one hand, if you're like, my God, it's like Las Vegas. But on the other hand, that must be, I mean, think about how much time, like I, today, uh, my husband was getting his car from a shop and the dude was saying that he spent four hours hanging icicles Really, because his daughter wanted it, and then because she's a teenager, and she just is like, I don't care now to do this, as teenagers do. Like, I like the aesthetics of it, but I'm not going to hang out for four hours and deal with this. (laughs) So this poor schmo was hanging icicles for four hours on his house, you know? And, like, YouTubing, like, what's the perfect way to hang these, like, icicle lights? And getting these particular hooks and making sure that they're, you know, straightened. And so he's developed this whole skill set to hang the lights. And he's got to take them all down now, (laughs)
0: You know, <laughs> well, yeah. You're just making more work for yourself. The more you put up, <laughs> the more you're gonna have. To... <laughs>
2: about, like how I want my Christmas carols. No,
0: fair enough. Fair enough. But then,
2: yeah. but, but then, um, while I was in high school, uh, when I was doing theater uh, senior year, we uh, we had to do it. We did Christmas carol, and it was called a tumultuous travesty in two tumultuous acts, something along that lines. And what it is, is it's a pseudo meta Christmas Carol. It's about a production company that's trying to put on a Christmas Carol and everything's going wrong. Ah, Um, the play within a play. play Yeah, so I'm (laughs) playing this. So when you you look at the book, the cast, you're actually playing an actor, quote unquote, and this is the... So I played a character and he essentially plays Bob Cratchit. He plays... Goes to christmas present he plays ba- uh, uh, uh jacob marley um and 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 and, 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 and so like <laughs> the joke is like during the christmas presents i have to keep doing like the switching i think like, i keep doing the mis- <laughs> bit.
0: you're doing like the bobby then, brady running between two dates thing yeah,
2: yeah yeah like and but that's that's a whole bit that's a whole part of the show how goofy it is and you have these two female, and there's like two female characters, and one is the uh, one's the main actress, and she co- does not come in that night. So the, uh, what do you call it? The, the assistant, what do they call it? The, the stand-in? Understudy. Them? Understudy. Understudy's doing the role, and she's getting really into it, and then halfway through the show, that actress comes back in, she storms back on stage, and just starts acting <laughs> as that. So there's two. Now Bob Cratchit has like two wives, like in the middle of the scene. And he's and I, I have to roll with, my character has to roll with it. Um, and when I played Jacob Marley, we went to the hardware store, and we got every chain imaginable to throw on me for the scene because he's supposed to be exhausted by mm-hmm. the chains. Yeah. And the stage crew did something perfect. They did the floorboards in the house perfectly so the chains would get stuck. I do not know if they <laughs> planned that or not. But the chains, as my character does say, his chains get stuck. My chains legitimately got stuck. And so the, a- the actor who plays Scrooge... I literally would be like, help me here. And he I have to go on the other side of the chain to like pop it out. And God, I would love that show. The audience is just like, you can't hear any of our lines. The audience is just losing their minds to me just trying to do my job and also like getting stuck with chains in real life. Oh God. If uh, you ever, I don't know, that's what it is. The title is like tumultuous acts, uh, traveling travesty or something like that. If you ever see it in your local community theaters or something, Go see it. It's going to be the funniest thing you've
3: ever
11: seen. The squirrel. The squirrel getting loose. I love that part, too. I mean, there's just so many good parts. Neil doesn't know what he's talking about. The squirrel watch, Like the squirrel launches him into such a panic. I guess I guess it is weird to have a squirrel running around your house, though, isn't it? It's all these city people. They never, you know, this is the most they ever go out in the woods is to go cut down a Christmas tree. So it like doesn't is, belong. Like, you know, the second coming of Satan for them or something.
0: <laughs> right. It's like, it's a squirrel. <laughs> but it's not going, like, they're generally not dangerous. Like, you don't, you're don't, you going to want to catch them and get them out of the house. But, like, the fear that they all show. But it just, that goes to the genius, the setup, where they have to go, where they start, just from a, like, a screenwriting perspective that... The dog's got to drink the water in the tree stand. So the tree dries out. So then Uncle Lewis lights a cigar that burns the tree. And then Clark's got to go with the chainsaw to cut a new tree. Like the whole setup to get to that joke is is just genius. It's just really good movie making, I think.
1: And then the dog chasing the squirrel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the dog chases the squirrel and... And trash is the house. It's like
1: Chekhov's gun, yeah. Yeah. Snots uh, <laughs> is. Snots is? Yeah. Proper. Pres- I love snots. Is that plural <laughs> Snot- snots? Know, the yeah. of snots? Well, no, the possessor of snots. Chekhov's snots?
7: Rick, did you catch last Christmas time around sometime in December? We watched that movie with my parents.
8: Oh, yeah. It was Thanksgiving afternoon.
7: Yes. My dad was bawling by the end. (laughs) Like, the the military scene with the (laughs) army and everyone standing. He was bawling his eyes out. Oh, The general,
8: wherever he
1: wants to go. Yeah.
7: Yes.
6: (laughs) I'm
8: not surprised at all. No. Yeah. that That movie has so many good parts to it. So many good moments. I mean... Even outside of the actual Christmas scenes, I mean, that one part where Bing and Danny are filling in for the sisters, and they're just <laughs> lip syncing along with the fans, and they've got their pants hiked up so that they look like uh, flood pants. <laughs> it's so good.
7: That might be one of the best musical numbers in all of musical numbers history. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, could be. There is a movie coming out this Christmas, I'm not exactly sure when. It's called The Man Who Invented Christmas, I believe.
8: Oh, that's right. It's got uh, Matthew Crawley, hmm. a.k.a. the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, and he's as Charles Dickens.
7: Yes, and it's, it's his story of how he wrote...
8: A Christmas Carol?
7: Thank you. A Christmas Carol. <laughs> a Christmas Carol. <laughs> a Christmas fell carol. Right yeah. out of my head. <laughs> hmm. I'm hoping, like, I really, really want it to be a new classic Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, that would that would be interesting because there's so many different versions of that tale. So yeah, so to, to work into, you know, there be there watch watch like kind of the origin origin story, mm-hmm. and then pair that with your your favorite version, whether you know Muppets or Alastair Cook or you know whatever your favorite is. Yeah. Um, yeah,
8: well, it would be interesting. So yeah, actually, I actually hadn't heard about that, but... Yeah. Um, it looks pretty good. It's got Dan it Stevens, double- Christopher Plummer, Jonathan Prices in it. I have every expectation that it's going to be good, and it's got a pretty low bar to clear if it's going to be better than any of those awful Hallmark Christmas movies that my parents love so much. <laughs> oh, god. Yeah. Where
1: someone discovers the true meaning of Christmas, or...
8: Oh, or they fall in love, and... I walk into my parents' house sometimes, and they've got that Hallmark channel on, and I just want to bury my face in a snowbank.
7: <laughs> you know, your dad is like the classic gruff New Englander, mm-hmm. and he loves those movies.
8: Inexplicably.
3: <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, That's funny, because we're hearing a lot of people that are, at least the, the guests that we're having at our party are are not big fans but then they've got family members. I mean someone's watching the Someone, thing or yeah, always, be on it's anymore. always
1: on in the house for some reason. Mm-hmm.
4: It's funny, I used to work at a video store called Major Video in Louisiana. It was a uh, New Orleans-based video store that was uh, given to a guy because he didn't rat out the New Orleans mob, and this was kind of, well, he was in prison, he was a bookie, and uh, it was a a pretty great actual chain of video stores throughout Louisiana, and uh, I worked there kind of like in the late 90s, early 2000s, and so that was kind of the advent of DVD coming in, and so we still had a very large backlog of VHS tapes, and We only had one copy of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And for the entire store, uh, this movie was by far our most profitable videotape that we had in the entire store. Uh, It rented out throughout the year, but throughout Christmas, starting maybe Thanksgiving Day... We could not keep this movie on the shelf And we had a list of people to call uh, It was like maybe ten phone numbers long Every day, you know, we're just going to call you When the movie comes <laughs> in And hopefully with that yeah. two day window you can have it Because um, we had a little a little station we would pull out And we put all the Christmas movies there So you'd have like Home Alone, National Lampoons Christmas Vacation uh, there was Some religious movies along with that And this one was I, I, I looked it up one time at the computer And the movie had easily made over like $3,000 Just on rentals and wow. late fees of it wow. So it was by far the most popular videotape in the entire store And um, I don't remember the first time I saw it But I remember there were two points in the movie Which I uh, completely like l- just lost my mind laughing And like couldn't breathe uh, Like drooling on myself type funny And that was when uh, Clark takes off on the sled And it he immediately <laughs> goes from zero to like 10,000 miles per hour That visual yeah. gag of that was hilarious And then secondly when the squirrel escapes the tree <laughs> Uh, which happens on Christmas Eve. and just the little little one shot of that kind of fake squirrel on a on a string flying down underneath <laughs> the the Ottoman was enough to send me just like comatose, just like over doubled over like drooling on myself. But uh, so yeah, I bought this on like Amazon video uh, about five years ago and uh, you are uh, my brother Brady and I who host uh, Jurassic Park and go specials minute with me um, our parents are divorced we have two other brothers so what we would do is Christmas Eve we get together with our father and we have a little bit like you know guys night type thing and then Christmas is spent with mom and then of course dad comes over later in the day and all the family stuff just falls apart and anyway so but guys night was always National Lampoon's night so we would get a bunch of uh, Mm -hmm. eggnog and makers mark and just make a bunch of drinks and we just you know progressively just get a a little bit more drunk uh, watching this movie. And um, it's remarkable (laughs) to me every year how well it holds up, how I still laugh at all the same stuff. Uh, You know, I still get the same feelings every time I watch this movie. And it's that's kind of, I guess, what makes it a classic. So, yeah, our routine is just eggnog, uh, getting wasted with Dad, (laughs) watching (laughs) Chevy Chase movies. So, uh, yeah, that's us. But, uh, yeah, Jamie, Mm -hmm. what about you? Do you have any any kind of uh, memories or or tradition that go along with this film?
5: Um, I had never seen this movie until I was, like, 23 or 24 years old but I um, went to graduate school in the UK and then I lived there and worked there for most of my 20s and I have these two really good friends who um, are American and they invited me into their home to be part of their Thanksgiving tradition because we were all feeling kind of homesick around Thanksgiving (laughs) which of course no one acknowledges in the UK Um, and so Their tradition (laughs) is that after all the dishes are cleaned up from the meal, then Christmas begins, and Christmas begins by watching this movie. So I was like, what is this movie? I've never seen it before. (laughs) Uh, And then I watched it several times with them over the years.
4: I can dig that. It definitely feels like the start of the season, the first time you put this on. My wife and I have already watched it this Christmas season as well, so I think tonight we're going to continue on with uh, Krampus. Uh, But it's like (laughs) this, Home Alone, you know, they're all just kind of in the you know, uh, the, the, the the routine. And, you know, it's really one of those Christmas things. Like, I feel Christmas when I hear the opening theme song for this film, mm-hmm. which uh, stands up by all the Christmas classics. Like, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You, you know, Christmas in Killarney, and then the National Lampoon Christmas Vacation theme song, <laughs> which is really a brilliant song. piece of songwriting. Like, the melodies in it are very complex, and uh, I really feel the Christmas spirit whenever I hear that song.
5: I felt like the song was very 80s. <laughs> I was watching and I was like, this song puts this movie at a time, at a place, very specifically. Which is fine. Oh,
4: you mean the decade where the best music ever written was? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah, right there in
5: 1989. Exactly.
4: (laughs) It's this and Thriller, right?
5: (laughs) Those are the two great songs of the 80s. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, my family, uh, we always watched It's a Wonderful Life, which is like a Actually, I think has a lot of parallels with this movie, especially the end. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was Absolutely. kind of fun yeah, to watch I mean, They had that.
4: that little callback you, to it, where they're watching it in the movie, but it does it does kind of hit on that uh, working class kind of uh, family situation yeah. that's going and on. and also like which with, I think which makes yeah, it relatable.
5: Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. George Bailey has his own screw up family member who almost ruins Christmas. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't think those parallels are are an no. accident. I think no. some of that's on purpose. Well, there's even
5: yeah. like, what at one point, Clark comes down the stairs and he like takes the banister off, which is like a direct reference to <laughs> The Wonderful Life.
4: Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not only that, I mean, uh, you know, this what is the second unit director on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was Fra- Frank Capper the third. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, because Frank Capper, of course, right. directed It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. I'm not making that up. That's a real thing. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah. It's all connected.
4: I dude. feel
5: like that kid got Absolutely. his job through nepotism. Just going to say
10: it.
4: <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> that happens, and sometimes it's okay because they're just damn good anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think the so, third unit direction in so
5: this movie it. was really on point, so... It was, absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think someone had pointed out that, you know, at the end of the movie where George Bailey, you know, accepts his life, he accepts his newel post being Mm -hmm. wobbly, Mm -hmm. but Chevy Chase just like chainsaws it down. (laughs) (laughs) He deals in a much more 1980s way than.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I was not aware that Twisted
8: Sister did a Christmas album. Oh, absolutely.
7: Oh, yes, they did.
8: Um, I mean, if you haven't listened to it at all, I would definitely recommend it. So they start off with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, and they start it off nice and slow, but then they pick it up and they give it that nice Twisted Sister edge to it. They do an amazing rendition of I'll Be Home for Christmas and Oh Come All Ye Faithful is probably one of my favorite songs on there. And D. Snyder <laughs> is just giving it everything he's got. It's amazing. And he's got a lot. Yeah. So A, a Twisted mm. Christmas Oh, absolutely. Is the name of
0: the album. Yeah. He
3: does.
8: Yeah, it's been out for a while. They released it back in 2006, so it should be pretty now, easy to find. The... Oh, wow, that's pretty late. I mean, I, I think of you know mm. Twisted
0: Sister like their time in my mind was like mid to late 80s but so this is
8: relatively recent I was yeah you know, I was thinking this would be long ago but I just like that uh, you get their album title A Twisted Christmas and it shares a very close name with the Bob Rivers album Of Twisted Christmas is where you find the song, The 12 Pains of Christmas, and We Wish You Weren't Living With Us, and (laughs) I think (laughs) The Restroom Door Said "Gentlemen." that's always a good one.
12: (laughs) On a side note, we had a squirrel get in our house once when I was growing up.
11: Did you all lose Um, your minds? Like, what happened? Did it oh. end in mayhem and tears?
12: We did, well, we did well. We were probably standing up. We are standing up on chairs. But my dad just went and got the gun, <laughs> and he, he like he shot the oh, squirrel no. in the house. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Wow. laughs>
11: okay, first off, first off, let's unpack that. You were standing on chairs to get away from a yeah. squirrel, which are
1: known for
12: the I, know, I don't know. What do you do, though? Stuff, I mean, like, so. comes, it comes running in. Somebody left the back door open or something, or a sliding door open, and it came in the house. And so all of a sudden, it was like, there's a squirrel in the house. And so immediately, you jump like it's a mouse or something. And then, yeah, then my dad got his gun and just sat in the living room and waited as... This squirrel, I'm, I can't even remember. Oh, we chased it out, or what came it's through, a, and he. I remember so like he shot the squirrel shot. in the living room. <laughs> See, rednecks everywhere. Like it's not.
0: <laughs> wow, wow, this is great. So wait, no, is this a is this a handgun or a rifle?
11: I, I want to. S-
12: it's
11: a couple. It's a double. Eye
0: no, I think it.
12: Shot, I you know, think it was a, a so handgun. No,
0: that <laughs> would tear apart through.
12: Cause he, I'm assuming it's a twenty-two. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's I'm a, thinking it's got to be a, 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 a small gauge because, like, a,
11: a 45 will just there. There won't be anything left.
12: It was a small gauge because there was only just a.
11: It's a it's a hand cannon. Like you don't need that part of the floor anymore. No, right?
12: I think he shot it with a 22, <laughs> and it, there because there was only just a mm-hmm. spot of blood on the carpet. That was it, and it so like it was a pretty clean. I'm that's,
0: imagining that's, the the chalk outline of the scar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did you like put down some peanuts as like a trap so it would stop in this yes. particular spot where he was he was sitting up
12: <laughs> yeah I don't I think nice. it came running through and he actually got it
11: and, uh... and now I'm imagining an entire episode of varmint based law and order around the murder of this squirrel
0: made a little made a little sock puppet of a female squirrel <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is a time when like, yeah, men were men. And it's always, it's always the husband. You shoot a squirrel in your house. You could do this and no one better than I. And so, um, so how did he prepare the squirrel? Would, you know, just grilled or like (laughs) stew or. Slow cooker. Oh. Sous vide.
3: (laughs) Sous vide. Yeah. Yeah, Slow.
12: Yeah. 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 Well, if yeah. he cooked it, he grilled it, and it was probably burnt. But then, uh,
11: right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just on one side. A little too hot, there you go. There on the right.
3: <laughs> my,
9: head like, my dad eats it, and then there's a really um, terrible novelty Christmas song uh, called uh, I Want to Have My Christmas with a Dalek which is like a Doctor Who <laughs> but I think it's like an unlicensed one I'm not too sure of, like it's it's all above board legally but at the end it's like a terrible terrible song it's not even like most Christmas songs it only gets played because it's Christmas and uh, yes. <laughs> it's like that, that's, what's that, it's in line with that Star Wars one that's like uh, what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he's already got a comb like that's <laughs> it's on that level of like, but the, yeah at the end of this one it always also had,
0: unlicensed Yeah.
9: yeah yeah but it has uh, this, old, this one always ends because um, it's just like a bunch of kids singing. But there's like a Dalek, you know, from Doctor Who, coming in, going, you know Christmas time!" And at the end, he's just going like, "More plum pudding, more <laughs> custard." <laughs> and it's just like- the <laughs> hell is this song it's...
10: yes <laughs> i'm playing that this year
9: oh, it, it's, it's a frequent it's a one of the few like a, on my facebook feed it'll be like all right time to post that stupid Dalek song <laughs> it's, it's christmas time yeah, i i do
10: love all christmas songs because I, I i'm you know into my music that's one of my main things so you'd think someone like me you know punk rock kind of guy yeah, you hate Christmas songs. I love it because I just, I love Christmas in general. I love the vibe, really? the atmosphere. Right. Yeah, it's, it's just fun. Just everyone's happy for once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's having a yeah. good time, which is nice because you never, you never get that normally. Yeah. So everyone's having fun. I love the, the crappy music. And we've, I think we've got you beat for crappy Christmas music over here. Some, oh, <laughs> Jesus, there's some terrible, terrible <laughs> ones. And it's the same ones every year as well. Never changes. Yes. Yeah. There's been about two new ones in 20 years. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy my playlist.
9: I'm a friend of like a mutual friend of me and John and he was in a a band for several years. And his entire goal and still to this day his entire goal is he wants to write a Christmas song. Just because he knows if you release a Christmas song and it's moderately successful, that's you set for life. Because it'll be played <laughs> You're done, yeah. Yeah. You'll every never, year it's
0: coming back.
9: You know yeah. every year the like naughty holder from Slade is just like lying back. Waiting for that November check to roll in, and just be like, "That's us for another year." And just never need to do, never need to lift a finger. And you know, did that one. So here it is, Merry Christmas. Done. That's his life sorted. And it's like, yeah, that's 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 a dream. It's just like, yeah, that's it. Well,
0: that's that that's that's the plan for this podcast. Is like, we're I'm retiring from podcasting. I'll just (laughs) re-release this. Every year, you know, we'll and that done. money will roll in,
10: surely.
9: <laughs> I'm, I, I'm still sort of expecting this forthcoming Groundhog Day minute to be just like every every day it's going to be the same episode over, <laughs> and, over and over again. See if anyone
10: notices for like the first few weeks.
3: <laughs>
0: um, well, I, you know, no, uh, you know, no comment, I guess, no spoilers. I won't say. That it will be that, but I'm not saying that it won't. <laughs> <laughs> Those folks will just have to tune in and, and find out. But uh...
10: I'm, uh, I'm trying
3: to think yeah, of so, any so, other Yeah, so, so Christmas.
1: I always try to read the um, the story, like over the course of the day on Christmas Me Eve. Too. Do you? Yeah? Mm-hmm.
5: Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah.
1: Nice. I love doing that. I try to, you know, first time, I, first couple times I tried it, I did not start early enough in the day. <laughs> and there's too much to do. So, like, last year I was really aggressive about it, so.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's important to get through at least one of the ghosts before you even
3: really start Right, it. yeah, totally.
11: Yeah. Actually, I have experience with being in a, with a squirrel really? in the house before. Funny story. This <laughs> girl I um in Charlotte, um, rescued it from, like, it had fallen out of its nest and, and, and started raising it. And so she had, she had a squirrel as a pet oh. and she would, uh, she, she would like, Hey, you want to see my squirrel? I'm like, sure. And this is not a euphemism. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I like the way this is heading. Yeah. I was like, yeah, girl. And she's like, she, she said, I'll be right back. And she came out in this big, thick bathrobe. I'm like, not what I was expecting. And then like, it's just, it would sit on her shoulder and then it would just like run laps around her body, clinging to this bathroom as it would go. And what was really fun is if you were standing there, it would periodically leap off of her onto you (laughs) and just like hang out for a second and then she back. And it's claws. She wore the bathroom for a reason because those claws were no joke. Oh,
12: goodness. That's awesome.
11: But it would just do this like ping pong yeah. thing.
12: That makes me feel really bad about my oh, wow. dad killing the squirrel now. And not just
11: like... <laughs> yeah, eventually it started tearing up her furniture.
12: <laughs> Could have had a right. pet.
11: Well, no,
0: because well, <laughs> we this had was... Could
12: a pet? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like there's alternatives to eating it? Well, no, because you're talking about... There's a difference between like a wild... you know, Like a feral squirrel <laughs> versus one that had been raised
11: you know, rescued and raised. Well, eventually inside. she did have to get rid of it because it was tearing up her furniture. So she, I'm no joke. She was, she lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, and she drove wow. this thing wow. down to some nature reserve in Florida, <laughs> where they were going to take The squirrel it rescue and, and, and gave oh. it to them. It, it was like this, like and she was heartbroken oh. for like a month wow. because she got rid of this thing. So went to live on a farm
0: in the
12: country. <laughs> Quotations. <laughs>
11: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not that kind of farm.
0: I mean, your your father probably did the right thing. You can't like yeah. a wild squirrel. I mean, even like when you raise from young, they they go a little yeah. squirrely. There, there's a reason they say that, uh, but certainly one that's wild that gets yeah. in is
12: right. Yeah, no, no good
0: can come of that. You you got to get it out, or you know, somehow. <laughs> yeah.
12: Yes,
3: they're yes, just nuts. They are. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I'm just sorry this was like the time before everyone had a, you know a video camera right. in their pocket at all times there's probably no there's no evidence but you know it. the story lives on in, in now all <laughs> our minds as well I love that
12: there you go
11: yeah, and just not be on a podcast and it'll live on
0: forever. So, uh, so let your father know he's going to be getting a call from the folks at PETA. <laughs> but, uh, but we'll back him up. He had no yeah, choice. Yeah, no choice. The, <laughs> the
11: squirrel was coming right for him. It was. Yeah. Yep. What do you do, hot shot? What do you do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and, that, and that's the importance of having the the right caliber uh, firearm for the situation. Definitely. Prepared. Oh, Prepared. Of course, yeah, yeah. Twenty-two. is good <laughs> small for <game>. small situations.
3: <laughs> he went to like the gun locker to
1: carefully select his. He's like,
11: nope, ring. nope, nope. Ah,
1: there we go. Yeah. No, no, that... Squirrel? Hmm. There <laughs> <Yeah>, it is.
11: <laughs> no, he was on like the ammo wizard online, clicking the buttons, and it would take him to a new thing. And he's like, "Is like, your quarry bigger or lesser than this?" And...
0: Yeah. I wonder if there's a hotline you can call. It's like you know, I don't know.
3: <laughs>
11: or maybe just answered a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, BuzzFeed. <laughs> 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 what
0: kind of ammo do you need? <laughs> Click here to find out. <laughs> the results may shock you. What's that? Sneaking out for a smoke? Well, be sure to hurry back for the next installment of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days.